Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number four of Genesis chapter four. We're going to be reading verses three through five. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground in offering unto Jehovah, and Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof, and Jehovah had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect, and Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And I'll stop reading there. Now, in our last study, we saw that in verse 3, where it says, and in process of time, uh, that literally means, and in the end of days, it came to pass. And by using that language, the end of days, we're at the end of days, God is signaling to us that what we're reading concerning Cain and Abel is something that will take place spiritually at the time of the end of the world. We're in the, the end stage of Earth's existence. And it, it so happens that the account the historical account of Cain and Abel fits very well with the parable Jesus spoke of the wheat and the tares. And it was in the end of the age, in the time of harvest, that God finalized, he completed the separation of the wheat and the tares. But we we know from spending a long time now in looking at that parable and understanding that parable, that it's a parable that really details the end of the church age. When the wheat and the tares grew together, it was during the church age, that 1955 year period from 33 AD until 1988 AD. But then came the time of the end, and God set in motion a mechanism to begin separating the wheat from the tares. And that mechanism was a commandment that came forth from the Bible, because God had sealed up the word, as he said to the prophet Daniel, until the time of the end. And the implication is, when God says, seal till the time of the end, that at the time of the end, it will be unsealed. And he did say, in Daniel 12, verse 4, knowledge will increase. And and so, the people of God, in the proper time and season, the time of the end, began to read the Bible and God opened their understanding to see with uh, the mind's eye the information that the church age had come to a close. The book of Jeremiah especially 
was instrumental in revealing this truth to the people of God and also at the same time that God revealed the complete end of the church age, that is, that uh, the the judgment on the churches was 100% worldwide without exception, the Lord also revealed it was time for the elect, the true believers, to come out of the church. And God uh, issued a commandment. And, and the commandment was, depart out, flee to the mountains. It, it was it was not a request. It was not, um, if you like, but it was a commandment of God. Um, you will leave the congregations. Just as God commanded the Jews many centuries uh, earlier, well, 2,500 years plus earlier, to go into captivity. Again, not a request, but a command of God. Go into captivity, into Babylon. And any that failed to do so were likened to evil figs that would be destroyed. Any failing to come out of the church were likened to tares that would be burned. And and that was the method or the mechanism. It was the process that God set in motion to begin separating, to begin the act of separating wheat and tares. They had grown until the harvest. And the harvest must have begun at the beginning of the Great Tribulation, and it continued until the end of the Great Tribulation, and then the the it was in the harvest that there was a final separation. And so Judgment Day also is a part of the harvest to separate the wheat and the tares. And on May 21, 2011, that final separation took place. All remaining in the churches were bundled as tares. All that had obeyed God and had come out were likened to the wheat. And, of course, God has uh, other tests um, continuing for those that came out. But one thing was certain. Any remaining were bundled for the fire and cast into the fire on the selfsame day of May 21, 2011. And when God uh, opened these things up, when he revealed this information from his word, it began to make known to the people that that had never known before. Uh, I mean, we have to remember and keep in mind that um, for century after century after century, people went to church and and they were all professed Christians. And, and they all went to the same church. They all sat under the same pastor's teaching or or they they all um hurt went to the same Sunday school class and and they were saved and unsaved wheat and tares and no one dare say no one dare say well you're a tear no god prohibited that he for, forbade any of of that kind of language we're all professed Christian. Uh, 
And, and that's how people viewed one another. You're a Christian, I'm a Christian. And, and it was n- never gotten into concerning one's actual spiritual condition. In other words, God had not yet instituted this end time process of separating the wheat and the tares. Actually, it was his intention, his full intention, that both grow together, the saved and unsaved, true believer and professed believer, go to church together and one not know the other deep down in any way, one not know the other's heart in any way. It was not for them to know. And God was not taking any action at that time to let it be known. But that's not the situation once we get to the end of time. Once we get to the end of days, to the end of the age, of the church age, which is actually a good way of referring to it, once we get to that point, and then God begins his judgment process upon those within the churches, and during that time period of the Great Tribulation, he's opened the scriptures, more and more knowledge is being obtained by the people of God, they're learning more as as the Great Tribulation continues, and then God in his timing reveals the end of the church age, now's the time, depart out of the midst, and we're reminded of Lot and his family departing Sodom and, and do not look back. Do not look back. Uh, if you're on, on the rooftop, well, do not go down into the house. You, you do not return to get your clothing is the language of the Bible. You just leave the congregation uh, all at once as quickly as possible and you do not look back. The elect are coming out. And it's at this time that those that are staying back, they're, they're remaining in the corporate church. They, they're hearing these things, this information that has never been presented as it is at this time. They've never heard anything like this. No prior church congregation or church body, the corporate church has never heard such a thing that God's judgment is upon them, that God's spirit has departed from them, that Satan's spirit has been loosed, and he has entered Satan into the churches to rule as the man of sin, and and that God is commanded, actually commanding his people to leave the church. You, you can look back in all of church history and you'll never find anything like that. You, you'll find, yes, well, this church is no longer faithful and I have to get out of this church or this denomination, like the Catholic denomination in the time of the Reformation is no longer faithful and we have to get out of that denomination. But, but there was always a church from the Catholic came the Protestant. The, the ones that protested the, uh, the errors of the Catholic Church. And, and so 
for people then, they had a church to go to, a pro, a Protestant church. And there was always a church, but now for the first time ever, it was being declared no church anywhere in the world is of God any longer. And you must get out if you are of God, basically what was being said. If you are of God, you will leave your church. If you are not of God, you will stay behind. And, and again, basically, the, uh, it was being said since Satan was the one ruling in the congregations, that those that stay behind are tares and who sowed the tares? An enemy. They're the children of the wicked one. Their father is Satan. And you see, it was made known by who? Who who came up with all these things, with all this information during during the time of the Great Tribulation? Well, it, it, it's all Mr. Camping's fault, or it's all Family Radio's fault. They're the one. No, no. God opened the scriptures. God revealed information from his holy word. You know, God very carefully takes responsibility, or better yet, claims the credit for revealing these things. In Mark 13, it says in verse 11, But when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak, neither do ye premeditate, but whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye, for it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. Who's the Holy Ghost? That is God, of course. God is the Holy Ghost. Well, God says, in that hour, and that will be the hour of great tribulation, uh, 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 it will be given you what you will speak, but it is not ye that speak. It's the Holy Ghost. And lest anyone think, well, God's going to break the barrier of the supernatural, just compare 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and, and around verse 11, where God says, comparing spiritual with spiritual, the Holy Ghost teaches. And to teach, you have to speak. So here, God is indicating, through the comparison of Scripture, in that hour of the Great Tribulation, that God's people will speak. So we will hear it from Mr. Camping, and we will hear it from Family Radio at that time, and and others that are true believers. But it is not them, actually. It is the Holy Ghost. God takes the credit. God takes full responsibility for the information that came forth at the time of the Great Tribulation that revealed the end of the church age, the judgment of God upon the churches. God, in other words, let it be known that he was pleased with these, those that came out of the churches, and and, and even though not everyone that came out was saved, At least it was an obedient response to the commandment of God, 
even for anyone who may not have been saved. They were being obedient in in that one regard. And he was displeased with these others that remain behind, that that refused to hearken to his word. They they disobeyed him. And and yet this was again the process God established this doctrine that God introduced in the end of days would reveal and and show this distinction between saved and unsaved, between righteous and unrighteous, between the the brothers that were in the world's congregations. We we were all professed Christians, but now God in the end of days, in the end of time, introduces this test to also bring about a distinction, a separation between two peoples, two nations that had been previously growing together and you could not tell them apart. And and so the doctrine of the end of the church age brought about the separation. And as a result, those that were left in the congregations and hearing these things, they began to be bitter and, and to revile and to pronounce condemnations against the elect people of God that were responding obediently to God's commandment to come out and, and even assisted uh, by driving individuals who were interested in these things, these teachings of the Word of God, out of their churches, and in so doing, they killed them, or or they killed them through character assassination, and so they had a similar response to Cain, Cain, who upon discovering that God had respect unto Abel and his offering, but did not have respect unto his own offering, was furious and angry and wrathful, and he rose up in anger and killed his brother. And again, why did he do this? Why would Cain kill his brother Abel? Because, 1 John 3.12, because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. This is why, and it's it's always why. It's why, for instance, when, when it became known at the time Isaac was going to bestow the blessing to his elder son Esau, uh, remember that? They were twin sons, and very similar to Cain and Abel. One was saved, one was not saved. Actually, God uses Jacob as an example of those that he loves, and Esau as an example of those that he hates, saved and unsaved. And it came to pass at that time that Rebekah, Jacob's mother, developed a plan so that Jacob would receive the blessing, and Jacob did receive the blessing, and it became known, it became known that Jacob would get the blessing and Esau would not get the blessing. It was final. There was no going back. 
No redoing it. No, they did not know this before until this point. And then the blessing was given to Jacob and not to Esau. And what was Esau's response? Well, if we turn to Genesis 27, it says in verse 41, And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. Esau hated Jacob. And God tells us concerning hatred in 1 John chapter 3, once again, in verse 15. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. You, you do not actually have to kill your brother to be a murderer. According to God, whoever hates his brother is a murderer. That, that's the equivalent. And, and so we find here in Genesis 27, in verse 41, Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. So not only does Esau hate his brother, again, the equivalent to murdering him, but actually plans on murdering him because he got the blessing and Esau did not. And it's, again, the reaction of Cain when he finds out God had respect to Abel and to his offering, but not to my offering. God had not respect. And the the word respect, the Hebrew word, is 8159. And it's found a few times in the book of Isaiah. In Isaiah 31, verse 1, it says, Woe to them that go down to Egypt for help and stay on horses and trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong. But they look not unto the Holy One of Israel, neither seek Jehovah. The word look not is, um, or look, actually, the, the negative is there, just like had not respect. The, this same word translated as look not is respect not. It, it's the same words. Or in Isaiah 22, in verse 4, Therefore said I, look away from me, I will weep bitterly. The word look away, God looked away, um, he had not respect to Cain's offering. In Isaiah chapter 17, and in verses 7 and 8, it says, At that day shall a man look to his maker, and that's our word, and his eyes shall have respect to the Holy One of Israel. And he shall not look to the altars, the work of his hands, neither shall have respect that which his fingers have made, either the groves or the images. Now here, it's speaking of a man who would be a true believer, who will look 
to his maker and have respect to his maker, but will not look to altars or to groves and images. He'll not have respect to, we would say, other kinds of gospels. He'll have respect to the true gospel of God, but not have respect to other kinds of gospels. And and so there is a sense of looking to and accepting of being acceptable, being approved. And on the other hand, if you do not look, you you do not have respect for, it, it is not acceptable to you in any way. That's what God made known concerning Abel's offering. Jehovah had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Notice that. It's not just the offering that God looked to or respected, but it says unto Abel himself, the man God had respect to. And then in verse 5 of Genesis 4, but unto Cain... And to his offering, he had not respect. It starts with the person, the individual. Abel was a child of God. His sins were laid upon the Lord Jesus Christ from the foundation of the world and paid for. Therefore, God looks to Abel. He is uh, in himself acceptable to God. God is able to receive Abel's offering, though Abel's not a perfect man. Abel was a sinner like Cain. Both were children of wrath for a time, even as others. Both are in the physical body that is still corrupt, and and Abel would have continued to sin in his physical body even after salvation. Yet, whatever taint what whatever error that Abel's involved with and however it affects his offering, God doesn't see it because he looks to Abel, he accepts the person of Abel as a man without sin. That's the point again back in First John 3. Uh, I haven't noticed this tie-in between the earlier verses and then the statement concerning Cain's works and Abel's works. But again, 1 John 3, 9, Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he's born of God. That makes Abel's offering acceptable. It, it is the offering of Christ, the work of Christ on Abel's behalf that has regenerated him, washed him, and made him clean, and rid him of all trace of sin. There is no sin upon Abel, and that makes his offering righteous through Christ. But on the other hand, Verse 10, in this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. That's Cain. He's the child of the devil. There has been no payment for Cain's sins at the foundation of the world, and therefore there never will be, 
payment for Cain's sins, not in 33 AD, because no payment of any kind was made then. No, his sins are upon him. Now he comes with his offering, and his sin-tainted offering, maybe as sin-tainted in some ways as his brother's, yet his sin-tainted offering is rejected. God cannot look to Cain, nor to his offering. He only sees his sin. And there is a need for Cain to pay for his own sin. And therefore, God rejects him. And that rejection causes the reaction in Cain to rise up in anger against his brother. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.